Hey, welcome back. I'm Andrew at St. Croix Cards, and this is On the Road to the FIFA World Cup, powered by Slab Stocks. This is episode number six, and you know what? We are 39 days away from the World Cup. I am so excited. I'm a little sick. I'm a little under the weather, so I apologize if I sound scratchy here today. But we have so much time to talk today about the important stuff, right? Here we have an injury report to get to. We got to look at Group D. We still have five more groups to take a look, to analyze, to see some of the players. Five more groups before the World Cup. We got to talk today who's hot, who is definitely not but maybe not a panic yet. And then, you know, we're going to look at what are the predictions? What do we think is going to come out of Group D? And then we'll call it a week. But we have so much to talk about. Let's just gas it up. Let's get going. Let's get on the road to the World Cup. And we start today with a little bit of unfortunate news. And this is big if you are rooting for Argentina to do extremely well or move far in the World Cup. Pablo Dybala is injured. And I hate to say again, but again, you know, this is just super unfortunate. I, I really love watching Dybala play. He's so dynamic, so technical. Loved watching him at Juventus. Really was off to a great start at Roma in Syria. Ah. And then all of a sudden picks up a knock, picks up an injury. He's looking at four to six weeks recovery time. And you know what that means. That means it's a race against the clock. Can he get fit enough to be taken to Qatar with Argentina? I don't know. It's looking really bleak right now. But that attacking Argentinian front line, I think they need Dybala to be there. Uh, to be that attacking force. Now, I know they got Messi, I know, and I didn't talk about him last week when I had the chance in Argentina, and part of my thought process was injuries tend to follow this guy everywhere he goes, and here he does, picks up another knock, and he's looking like he's not going to make the World Cup. The other one we got to talk about, Kyle Walker, just had surgery. He's in doubt of the World Cup as well, and he is fighting for a spot at right back. There are three options for Gareth Southgate in Qatar I think at right back he is one of them maybe you can guess the other two for me the starter really needs to be Reese James I just think he's the best all around right back now some of you might be looking at me going you're crazy you gotta take Trent Alexander-Arnold nah for me watching some film here in this the last couple weeks watching him play uh, on the defensive Trent Alexander-Arnold, right back for Liverpool, looks great going forward, but he seems to just lose focus and maybe sometimes gets out of place uh, in the back, gives up a couple goals as an Arsenal fan, kind of watching him you know, this, this last week. I just think that England would be best served with Reese James. And then the question becomes, do you take Trent Alexander-Arnold or do you take Kyle Walker? Well, if Kyle Walker's injured... And he, again, is trying to, to kind of come back to full health before the World Cup. It is going to be kind of a wait and see. I like experience. I think that goes a long way. Just the amount of 
time he's played and the, and the amount of caps he has for England, I think he would be well served as a as a veteran leader on that team. Uh, but but I am not Gareth Southgate. I don't get to make that decision, but it'll be interesting to see if Kyle Walker finds his way on that final roster. And then the final one here might be really under the radar if you're not a Bayern Leverkusen fan. Uh, Sardar Azmoun is an Iranian striker who plays for Bayern Leverkusen. He is out of the World Cup. He is not going to, to play in the World Cup, and, and he is out, which means the the, sh- the burden of the striker role falls to, I'm forgetting his name right now, he is a striker for Porto. He's off to a great start, but but really it's not a, a two-striker attack anymore. Uh, Sardar Azmoun is out of the World Cup, which could be a big blow for Iran. Is it a, is it a, is it a death blow? Are they not going to be able to move on? No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, but when you lose the depth, uh, and you lose the ability to bring on uh, a striker who can really make a difference that is going to play a role in the World Cup. If you're interested in, in this one, you might be a little bit more than normal because Iran is in the same group as Wales, England, and of course the U.S. men's national team. So those are our big injuries, but we have to talk about Group D. Look at Group D and there is the reigning World Cup champions in France. I think they got a pretty good draw here in Group D. They're sitting there with Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. We're going to break this down. We're going to look at some players that maybe you want to keep an eye on. Maybe you've already seen them in product, and, and maybe, you know, just maybe they, they might have an opportunity to make a splash in the World Cup. So there's our group. We're going to start with Tunisia. We're going to move into Denmark, and then we'll finally finish up today with France. So you might be wondering who could possibly be on Tunisia's team. This team is ranked 30th in FIFA. There's one name that I want to bring up to you. Hasn't gotten off to a flying start. Hannibal Mejbri is in the Manchester United Academy, and you are going to see him in products in 2021 and 2022. He is in that top flagship uh, that is not the Chrome. You also see him in Tops Chrome as well. He's got autos. Uh, he's got color. I just want to bring him to your attention. He's 19 years old. He plays in the midfield. He's currently on loan at Birmingham City. And he hasn't really gotten off to a flying start in the championship. I think he's played in something like seven games, no goals, no assists. But he might feature in Tunisia's midfield when we look at Qatar. Now, looking at pricings, real simple. Uh, he's got that uh, Tops flagship auto. It's numbered out of 200. You can pick that up for $39.99 as of September 12th. And then he has a rose gold out of the Tops chrome of this year. Rookie logo is on the card as well. And, and that's out of 125 And you can pick that up for $25. Now, am I saying that he's going to show up at the World Cup and, and just set the world on fire? Not what I'm saying. But at 19 years old, uh, and and possibly could feature in in a couple games. You could see maybe his quality get a you know more eyes on him. And at 19, he's very very young. His entire future is ahead of him, and he's in a great academy with Manchester United. So it's a wait and see for me on Hannibal uh, Mejbri, but it's an option if you're looking for maybe a more cheaper option. 
Now, Denmark is, is really intriguing to me this year. They're in the top 10 in FIFA's rankings. They're actually 10th overall, and there's got a lot of young players. I think they do a great job of balancing this young, uh, younger side, uh, coupled with some veterans that are in the side as well. Uh, they've got great balance. I was in, a, I was in the live with, with Aaron and Nate a little over a week ago, and somebody in the chat said, have you looked at Denmark's young players? We're going to look at them right now. Now, if I'm missing one, if I'm sitting there kind of overanalyzing and I, and I miss one completely, please, please, please drop it in the chats below. We'd love to know your thoughts as we look at Denmark's kind of roster and players that could make a, a difference. The first one, Jesper Lindstrom. He does play for Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. Again, 21, 22. Uh, he's got his rookie cards here. The first one, if you're not looking, is his uh, Top's finest. This is a black refractor out of 199. Just recently sold. This is raw. September September 21st. Sold for $15. So if you're big in on Jasper Lindstrom or you're looking for for younger players, I believe he's around 22. Might be a a value play at $15. Uh, he also has other uh, cards as well. Uh, the Tops, kind of the flagship, the paper product. He's got some, some cards in there as well. This aqua foil I put up there as well. Out of $199, October 3rd, it sold for $19.99. So pretty cost effective if you're if you're looking for guys who, who might make an impact or a difference for Denmark or for some other players. Uh, just some, some guys to keep an eye on and, and their pricings for you. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Christian Eriksen. I cannot tell you all how excited and how thankful I am to see Christian Eriksen play for Denmark at the World Cup. You, you rewind two years, just two years ago, and it was probably one of the scariest moments I've ever watched live in a football match. Maybe some of you have different ones, but watching Christian Eriksen collapse on the field uh, during the Euros of 2020 and to see where he's come, in just two years to be back on the pitch playing for man United and going to represent his country in Denmark in the world cup. I am just really excited for him and that he has this opportunity to play in the world cup. I'm not going to analyze every card of Christian Erickson. I don't know how much he would have to do to really move the needle of his cards, but I did want to point out if you're a fan of Christian Erickson, there are cards out there. You can find them, and they're relatively cost-effective. Uh, one of his Euro autos, his Silver Disco auto, his Raw auto just sold September 8th for $39.95. He does have product in 2018, Prism World Cup. His Blue Laser out of 125 again, that's Raw, sold September 29th for $30. So if you're a fan of Christian Eriksen, if you're a fan of Denmark, you can pick up some really, really neat, cool you know, aesthetically pleasing cards of Christian Erickson. I don't know what he would need to do to really push that needle forward. He'd have to have a pretty incredible World Cup. Now, there are two names that I'm going to leave uh, Denmark with today. And I and I think, and I and I don't know who was it that said it in, in the live chat about how De Denmark has some young talent. They do. They've got some great young players. And the first one I want to bring to your attention is Andres Skulv Olsen. Played for a while at Bologna is now on Club Bruges. 
He's playing in the Champions League. Uh, he started in the in the draw against Atletico Madrid. They are winning their group in the Champions League. They haven't lost yet. They've got 10 points, and he has been in the midfield. Really want you to kind of look out for him. Early 20s. He does have cards in that score, European release. You're, you're seeing his blue laser on the screen. If this, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, this is his his, his most recent. This is 2021, 2022 score. It's out of 49. You don't have any sales because I didn't see. I pulled this right from eBay and it hadn't sold yet. I don't know if it's sold since, but I wanted you to see the card. I did also check the checklist uh, for Mosaic and for NT. And I did see that he has a card in the national treasures of the World Cup. Uh, you know, it's just a, an interesting play uh, in the, in that Denmark team. I think they have potential to, to make a run. Uh, and I think that they, they might surprise a few people uh, in, in the unexpectedness. We'll talk about that here toward the end. And then the last one is Rasmus Hoyland. He's a 19-year-old striker. He plays for Atalanta in Syria. Uh, he scored a couple goals for them this year. But he has no cards. I didn't see him in the Mosaic checklist. I didn't see him in the NT checklist. But he's a name that you just might want to put in the Rolodex, Rasmus Hoyland, and say, you know what? I got to circle back to this kid and maybe just be very attentive to what he's going to do if he's going to do anything in the World Cup. But those are two young guys that I think that we could also look for and kind of analyze during the World Cup. Finally, last but not least here today, we got to talk about the reigning World Cup champions, and that is France. They are ranked fourth in FIFA. They are one that is expected to do well, if not win the World Cup. But I think, personally, if they are going to win the World Cup back-to-back years, it's going to rely on if and only if N'Golo Conte is in their midfield. Now, you might say they got so many options in the midfield. Everywhere this guy has gone, he has made his teams better. 2015, he was, he was locking down the midfield for Leicester City. He moves to Chelsea. Integral part. And that team winning the Champions League. 2018, he is in the midfield as France wins the World Cup. I think N'Golo Conte is extremely important for whatever team he plays in. Now, the card that I just have on the screen right now is the 2016 Topps Premier League Gold. This is his rookie auto. It is CSG. It was sold July 17th. For $115.20. The reason I bring up this card in particular is I couldn't find any other autos of N'Golo Conte. Now, maybe I wasn't looking hard enough. If you know of other autos of N'Golo Conte, please let me know. But whatever I could find was either just a straight auto or a patch auto out of 26 tops Premier League gold. If you're an N'Golo Conte fan, Obviously, he doesn't sign a whole lot. And so this could be an opportunity. Not only does he not sign a whole lot, but this is his auto. It's his rookie auto, and it has the rookie logo on the card. So really interesting. This was a, and I failed to mention it, this is the CSG 9.5, but just a very 
uh, iconic card for N'Golo Conte. And I know he's got a little bit of earlier stuff. I think he has a 2015 tops card for Leicester. He's got some stickers out there as well. But I just thought this, you know, as a, as a guy who doesn't seem to sign a whole lot, it, you know, if you're looking to collect N'Golo Conte or you're looking for France, France players, I think if he is healthy, big if, Grand Potter came out this week and kind of said he had a little bit of a setback. For France to win it all, I think they have to have N'Golo Conte in the midfield if they're going to do that. But they do have other options, you know, and if you're also looking at uh, N'Golo Conte in other avenues, again, you can find some really great cards of N'Golo Conte for relatively cheap. Now you can get a raw 2019-2020 tops finest. This is a blue refractor. Uh, this is his, his color match. I believe on uh, tops finest, the blues are out of 150. Uh, that sold September 19th for $13.99 raw. And even some newer stuff, 2020-2021 Prism Premier League. Uh, his fireworks, his orange out of 25. This is an SGC 9.5. Uh, May 15th, now before the injury, before the summer, uh, before the summer, sold for $55. So if you're looking for numbered or or short, you know, paralleled and Golo Contes, they're out there. And they're and they're relatively cost effective if those are the guys that you're looking at. Now, if you're looking, you know, you know, 31 year old N'Golo Conte really doesn't do it for me. There are some young, talented French midfielders coming up. We're going to talk about two of them, and they just so happen to play for the same team in Real Madrid. The first one is Aurelien Chukwueni. I hope I said that right. I've been working on that. I probably didn't, and if I didn't, you can let me know. Uh, but he has rookie cards in Merlin this year. I love Merlin, as I said. I've said that before in other episodes. Uh, this is Pink Mojo, if you're looking at the screen. Uh, if you're not, if you're just listening, Pink Mojo, out of 275 sold for $21.99 on October 10th. And then he's got an Aqua Refractor, same set of Merlin, 21-22, out of 199 That sold October 9th. For $27. Both are raw, but if you're looking for Chikmweni, uh, he might be uh, he might be an interesting prospect. He's 22, plays for Real Madrid. Real Madrid said goodbye to Casemiro, kind of stuck him in the midfield uh, for the future. I think he could do really well there. The one caveat I have with Chikmweni is that he's a defensive midfielder. He's not going to score you heaps and heaps of goals out of the midfield. He's going to lock down. He's going to protect the defense. He's going to he's going to find the passes forward, but he's not going to be that kind of brilliant goal scoring, technically, you know, pushing the ball always toward the opposing half. So just be, you know, I think you got to know what you're going to get into. Uh, but winning a World Cup and being a part of a team that could possibly win the cup could be a big deal. So that is the first one. The second one, of course, is the 19-year-old. That would be Eduardo Camavenga. And I think this kid has a bright future ahead of him. Like I said, he's 19. Think about this. Chick Mweni, you've got Camavenga, you've got Valverde, you've got a very young midfield ready to take over at Real Madrid with still having some of those great veteran players to learn from. I mean, these guys are coming into the training pitch every day and working with Tony Cruz and Luka Modric. I mean, could you ask for anything better? Camavenga, he's got some autos in 2020, 2021 Merlin. This is the Mojo out of 99 PSA nine sold August 29th for $222 and 50 cents. 
if that's way out of your price range, if you're saying, yeah, I can't afford that, and you still want to get on the Camavanga train, he's got his base sapphire uh, out of 2020, 2021 top scrum sapphire, PSA 10, last one sold October 11th for $76. But again, 19 years old, a lot of a lot of career ahead of him. Hopefully it's a great career. The one thing I would be cautious about Camavanga is, is he going to be on the team in Qatar? We don't have final rosters. He is 19. We don't know, you know, we don't know what the managers are thinking at this point, who comes, who goes. I would hope that he makes the team if, if nothing else than to, to learn and gain the experience in Qatar. But time is going to tell, and time is going to tell really soon because some of these teams are going to start to kind of lock down their final rosters as we turn it over into early November. So keep an eye on Camavinga and Czech Winnie uh, as they play for Real Madrid, see if they're getting some playing time, and then will it transfer in Qatar here shortly. That leaves us with the man that seems to be always in the news. And let me just pause real quick and maybe just remind ourselves not to believe everything we hear. Now, the news source is coming out right now. Everything I'm hearing is Mbappe wants out. Now, Mbappe doesn't want to be a PSG anymore. And there could be some substantial, accurate information coming out of there. But what I have learned as an Arsenal fan is you can't believe everything you hear because if everything I heard from a transfer window perspective in Arsenal, we would have every single player under the sun. We're linked to everybody. Every transfer window, it's like Arsenal is going to sign this player and this player and this player and this player. And they don't, I mean, and it's based off of information or new sources and it never comes to reality. So one of the things I'm going to say is, you know, let's just be cautious at, and what's coming out in the media. And for me, it seems that for a lot of media, they need, you need a villain. And right now, Mbappe unhappy and wanting out of PSG, he can kind of play the villain card versus the, the superhero of Holland right now, just scoring goals and everybody's, look at how fantastic a player he is. And he is. He's playing well. He's, he's he's scoring tons of goals. People love watching him. But if you have a superhero, you tend to need a villain. I seem to remember even at times where Ronaldo was painted as a villain. I mean, even this summer, look at our news sources. You know, how unhappy he was at Manchester United. Was there some truth to that? Maybe. But if if Ronaldo didn't want to be at Manchester United... All he needed to do was probably come out in the media and say, I don't want to be here anymore. Send me somewhere else. If he would have made it vocal and very open to the public, I'm sure he might have gotten to move away. But the media ran with these stories. And I think they're running with this Mbappe story about him not wanting to be here. But we have to take a look at a very young a very talented, a very good goal scorer in Kylian Mbappe. And I think, you know, for me, I could have chosen the sticker from 2016. I decided not to. I'm staying more towards the cards. But I wanted to look at 2017 Topps Chrome UEFA. I love this set. I really, really love this set. 
in full disclosure, you know, I have a BGS 9.5 base Mbappe rookie that I spent way too much money on at the height of the market. And I'm very underwater on, but I really don't care because I love watching Kylian Mbappe play. I, I love holding a piece of cardboard with his, one of his earliest cards on it. Well, would I like that card to go up? Sure. But, but I really am invested. And I really think that this kid is special and we've already seen it. Look at what he's been able to accomplish in League One, in the Champions League. Hasn't won the Champions League yet, uh, but but has scored goals upon goals in the Champions League and has a World Cup win. I think that that is also just a, a big, you know, check mark in his career already. And he's and he's got so much more to give. Anyway, let's get into kind of the tops chrome. This is, and we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into these, but this is his. PSA 10 base 2017 tops Chrome rookie card selling last one, October 11th for $274 on the flip side. There are refractors in that set as well. If you don't know uh, that refractor PSA 10 of killing Mbappe last one sold October 11th as well for $1,950. I want to break it down just to kind of see uh, the sales over time, and also uh, just a little bit more information. I think you always got to do your due diligence, do your research as you're looking at cards that you may want to invest in, or maybe you just want to purchase, you know, an early Kylian Mbappe. Uh, this card in particular has a pop of 988. But you can see in the sales graph that we've consistently moved in a downward projection over the past year, where these cards used to be upwards of seven, eight hundred dollars in October of 2021, and we've slid all the way to two hundred and seventy dollars and thirteen cents as an evaluation by card ladder. That's a big difference in a year. Now, the question I have, and I'm sure the question you all have, is, well, what does that really mean? Are we are we kind of at a point where this is where it should be evaluation wise? Is it going to continue to go down? Is it going to continue to go out? I think Mbappe is one of those players that can benefit greatly from a positive showing in the World Cup, but also could benefit poorly in a poor performance in the World Cup. So he's one of like, if you think he's going to have a phenomenal World Cup and you decide I want to purchase beforehand and he does well, I think his prices might move North, if France does not accomplish what they are setting out to accomplish, if they don't get out of the round of 16 or the round of eight, or, or they don't get into the semifinal, I think you're going to see it impact his cards as well. So that's the base. And some of you might be looking at me right now and be like, why is he talking about base? Because I think base is a good avenue, especially in Poppy 27 Tops Chrome, is a good avenue for some people who want to get in. You might not agree with me. And that's okay. Uh, but some people can only afford the base. Now, if you can afford maybe a refractor, that PSA 10, our pop count goes very differently from 988 in the base PSA 10s to simply 157 for the refractors. Now, again, the card ladder pro or the card ladder evaluation of this card is $2,100. And again, you can see a trajectory that is somewhat downward over the past year. And this doesn't mean that he's not performing well. Mbappe is still scoring goals in League One. He's still the, the striker for PSG. 
And I think he's just being slightly overshadowed by players who are getting more news worthy stories and, and, and also scoring more goals in Holland. More, more news is, is about Holland right now than it is about Mbappe. It's positive for Holland. It's, it's a little negative when you talk about this guy is a diva and he wants to leave. I, I just, I, I still watch him score well in, in league one. Some of you might say it's a farmer's league, but he consistently does it year in and year out. He's a great player. And again, I come back to this idea of he has a world cup to his name. Uh, and and won that World Cup as a teenager. So here is the refractor. If that's something you're interested in as well, love the refractor. But I cannot talk about 2017 Topps Chrome without indulging a little bit. This is the card that I have had my eye on for a while. Now, um, I don't, you know, there are certain cards that I just kind of gravitate towards. And and for a very long time now, when I started looking at 2017 Topps Chrome. I, I picked up the base, like I said, the BGS uh, 9.5, all 9.5 subgrades. So gem mint there. And when I saw the purple out of 250, I was like, I would really like this card. I love this card. I think it's a beautiful card. Uh, the fact that it's Mbappe is great, but if you look at the purple out of 250, out of 2017 Topps Chrome, it just to me hits different. And it looks beautiful when you put it in an SGC holder. That's just me. I love the tuxedo in the background. It just seems to pop. Uh, this is a purple refractor out of 250. It is an SGC 10. It sold September 16th for $2,651. But really, for me, that card would be great as an SGC 10. I would love that card. However, I'm just kind of searching right now and trying to see, you know, is it possible to get a PSA 9? an SGC nine, a BGS nine, but this is the card that I've kind of locked in and focused in on for a little while saying, you know, can I save my pennies up? Can I make a deal somewhat to get this card? Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of looking, looking at that card in the future. I think that it's just a, a great, great looking card and of a player that I really enjoy watching. And so having that card, again, having the players that I enjoy watching, whether their cards go up or down, you know, I'm, I'm along for the ride of the career. And, and as, as young as Mbappe is, it could be a, a, hopefully a long and, and very great career. But this is one of the cards that I, I look at and say, you know what, this is a card that I might be able to acquire. Now, I don't think I'm going to be able to acquire the blue or the green or the orange or the red. And, and I correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe somebody correct me. I I don't think anybody's seen the, the super fracture yet. I think that one's still a, a question mark. Is it been pulled? Is it not been pulled? Maybe you can help me out with that as well. Uh, but I know I've I've watched a, quite a few streams of of people ripping boxes looking for for color and for that super fracture. Uh, but but this is a card that is it's got my attention and got my eye moving forward and, and we'll kind of see what happens. The other interesting thing with Mbappe and to kind of finish up the Mbappe talk today is that whole kind of ordeal with autographs. And, and I think it's really an interesting to note uh, the 2021-2022 Tops Chrome PSG set where you were guaranteed an Mbappe auto. This is the waiver factor. This is out of 50. This is a PSA 9. Uh, it sold October 9th for $4,283. The only thing that is interesting to me, and I would love to know your thoughts about this, is that Kylian Mbappe signed these Topps Chrome cards and then signed, I believe, an exclusive with Panini. So this could be the only Topps Chrome autos that we ever see. 
from Killing Mbappe or any autos from Tops in general. And I'm often wondering, like, you know, it's the first auto that's come out. It's also the only one from Tops. What does that look like moving forward long term? I don't know. But I love, love, love that that Killing Mbappe has autographs. I also really appreciate that they're pretty scarce and pretty rare. And I hope now that he signed with Panini that they're not just printing loads and loads or having him sign all these stickers. I would love to see the, the print run really controlled on his autos because I think there is going to be high demand for it. And, you know, when, again, basic economics, the demand outpaces the supply, there's a pretty good market for those autos out there. Uh, but I did want to throw that out there as well because for so long we didn't have an auto, but there are autos out there and you can look for them. It's just going to cost a little bit to, to get your hands on one. So let's talk about who's hot, right? Uh, I am pumped to talk about that this week. And I think it's somebody who's slightly overshadowed by what is going on in his own team in Erling Holland. But who's hot for me, it's Phil Foden. And one of the things that I absolutely love uh, on Instagram, and it may sound super, you know, it's something I look forward to every week. But every Friday, if you don't follow Chicago soccer cards, he does Foden Friday. And it's one of those things where I have always just every Friday, it's one of the things that I look at. I'm like, I haven't seen the Foden Friday yet. I got to look to see what card he's posting of Phil Foden. But Phil Foden is flying and he is having a great start to the Premier League. And he's also uh, been playing well in the Champions League as well. Through nine games, he's got six goals. He's got three assists. Champions League, he's got a goal in, in one of his three games. The card I chose is the Optic card, the 2018 Optic Hollow it's not because this is the only card of him. It's not, you know, I just picked this one. You know, I just picked one card because he is really playing well and in prime form. And as that rolls into the World Cup, I think that could benefit England greatly. But this last one sold for $189.99 on September 16th. You can see that kind of the sales in general. I drew a line at the $150 mark, uh, dollar mark for a PSA 9. Uh, you can see that this, this card did go pretty high in early 2022, got close to $400, has kind of resettled and kind of done, you know, the little up and down and up and down. And, and I do want to just point your attention to people are all obviously watching Man City for Erling Holland. And I think Foden is starting to see a little bit of a price increase based on the goals that he's scoring. Just had his first hat trick for Manchester City. But watching his quality and, and in that Manchester City side, you're seeing a rise in those prices. The one thing that I would be is if, if a player is playing well, be careful on when you buy. If your goal is to move that card for a profit at some point, you don't want to get to a point where you're buying at the top. And some of you probably, you know, you know that already. But even for me, I get super excited when I see players play really well. I'm like, oh, man, they just had a hack. I'll go and buy. Or I, I want to buy that card. And I tend to fall into, I buy it first, and then I look at the research second. I've got to do a better job of flipping that around. I'm still, you know, I just get super excited. I want that card. Maybe some of you can relate. I got to pause. I got to take a deep breath. And I got to say, okay. What's the market doing? And Card Letter Pro is, is great for that. It's really helped me kind of say, okay, where is his, his market gone? Where's it been? Where's it going? What is it looking like? Is now a good time to buy this card? Or is it better to, to wait and to see what happens? Now, with the waiting piece, 
you could get it for a cheaper price, or Phil Foden could have the World Cup of his life, and it's never going to be the same again. So you got to kind of make a rational decision. But for right now, Phil Foden is definitely who's hot. Who's not? I said at the beginning, it's somebody I wouldn't panic about yet, but we got to talk about Gavi, right? I mean, goose eggs across the board. We're two months into the season. I understand 18-year-old kid still figuring it out, but eight games in for Barcelona with the quality he has around him, no goals, no assists in eight La Liga games. Champions League, three games, no goals, no assists. And some of you might be looking at it being like, well, yeah, but he's 18. How much is he playing? I think he's in the starting lineup almost 90% of the time. So he is not producing goals or assists for the team. Now, could that change? Again, I'm not panicking on Gavi. The kid is 18 years old and he's playing in La Liga. Give the kid a chance to figure it out. But right now, he's a who's not because he just doesn't have the production. Now, could that change very quickly? I personally don't like to give up on players, especially really young players. Now, could there, you know, could could you have a Deli Ali who kind of has fallen off and continues to fall off? Yeah. But how many people in the soccer community were writing off Vinicius Jr.? when he wasn't doing what they thought he was going to do at the start of his Real Madrid career. And look at him now. So I think we got to give these guys time, but, but currently in the who's not, Gavi for me is, is on that list. That brings us back. You know, oh, sorry, apologize. I'm, I'm talking ahead of, I was almost getting into predictions here. We've got to look at a few of his cards. 2021, 2022, Merlin. This is the blue refractor. It's just the solid blue refractor out of 75. One just recently sold October 10th for $117.50. Now the tops chrome, this is his rose gold. Uh, no, it's not. It's the pink refractor. I'm sorry. Out of 175 and that sold for $77 on October 9th. This is where production on the pitch maybe doesn't match the prices people are paying right now for Gavi. Now, maybe that's a price that people are looking to pay for future, that he's going to continue to progress and play well and they want to get in. That's fine. But for me, when you're throwing up goose eggs in two months in La Liga and you haven't scored a goal or an assist in the Champions League, I start to look at it from a perspective of, I want to see you produce before I'm going to invest or I shouldn't even say invest in for and, and before I want to, to purchase the cards that are out there that you have. So just be cautious as you look at Gavi, definitely always look at how they're producing what they're doing in their leagues, because you know, a little bit of a red flag when it's all zeros across the board for me, especially when you can be feeding in the ball, the ball into, you know, uh, you've got Lewandowski, you've got, you know, Frankie Young, you've got so many people that can, that can play, uh, in, in that Barcelona side. And the fact that it's all zeros, eh, it doesn't sit well with me. So let's go back to group D prediction time. So I think to wrap it up, I think France and Denmark will get through this group pretty easily. Hey, I just, again, want to thank you. If you've made it this far, thanks so much. And for all of you who continue to reach out to me and, and just encourage 
the, the show and, and to ask questions and, and to really uh, communicate with me. It, it means the world to me. Again, my name is Andrew at St. Croix Cards on Instagram. Feel free to drop me a line. If you have any questions, if, you, if there's anything you want me to talk about in, in groups coming up, if you look at the groups that are coming down the line, uh, please feel free to, to ask or even to, to see if I can mention anything on screen. But it has been a phenomenal leg of our journey. Can't wait to see you all next week. And just think next week we are that much closer to the World Cup. Catch you all later. Make it a great day. 